The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Hello, a happy new year to you and many thanks for joining me for the first episode of Climate Matters for 2023. I'm Lindsay Wood, the Director of Climate Strategy Company Resilience Limited, and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2, and across the Nelson-Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net and podcasts of Climate Matters and other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we're going to go into the archives and we're going to go back to Climate Matters 41, which was brought out um, during the very first COVID lockdown and that became a bit of a theme for that issue. So in a way, it's, it's Climate Matters comes out of lockdown. We weren't actually out of lockdown then. And here are the topics that we're going to cover. If you've walked or biked into town in the last month, then obviously there's some uh, discussion on the changes there. We're being more careful with food than we're used to. And again, some discussion on that. And how do the COVID crisis and the climate crisis compare Uh, And then another topic is we don't need the economy to grow, we need it to grow up. And then COVID-19 and climate, the same only different, controlling a runaway existential threat. And of course we will have a hot tip as we usually do. So on that note we will get into Climate Matters 41, which as I said came out during the first lockdown. It was actually the date of it was the 28th of April 2020, and the heading across for the issue was Climate Gains from COVID Pains. And I suppose, first of all, it was the very first issue that had come out. Uh, no, it might not have been the first one, but anyway, we gave a tribute to the late Jeanette Fitzsimons, who many people will know was a, a an absolute stalwart and a beacon in environmental initiatives generally in government and also uh, in the climate space especially and Jeanette died on the 5th of March and this was so that was like seven or eight weeks prior to this issue came out um, we called her an environmental champion par excellence inspiring generations of Kiwis we owe her more than we can count she was a wonderful gracious person but as well as having incredible knowledge and also a great tenacity and way of expressing herself Now, on the comment of the awful toll of COVID-19, we discussed the toll in terms of lives and hardship economically. It raises a global call to grasp a chance here to boost crucial climate action on the back of climate wins from COVID. Climate Matters 41 connects COVID-19 and the climate crisis, as you will have gathered, I think, in the uh, intro that I gave. So here we go. If you've walked or biked into town in the last month, then you've experienced how nice it can be without vehicles. Let's lock in that feeling 
and push our councils to give people priority over cars in city centres once again. Quieter, cleaner, safer, more sociable, better for small people, for the climate, for lungs, for birds. Boy, who wouldn't complain at all of that? We reference Spain's Pontevedra, which was a, a town that banned cars when it was it was really in the doldrums. It was stagnating economically. It had a high crime rate, and they banned cars and rejuvenated their centre. Climate Matters 14 had something on that, and the place is called Pontevedra, if you want to check it out. But anyway, I'm happy to say that certainly in our region, the Tasman District Council and Nelson Council are both doing great things with cycleways and uh, and limiting speeds in the middles of towns and things like that. I think there's a realisation that our towns are not primarily about giving cars to ways to move around. And moving on from that, have you noticed how we're being more careful with food? And certainly maybe that feeling has dissipated a little bit, but during the COVID lockdown, with less certainty of supply and minimising our shopping trips because we were all masked up and all the rest of it, we're planning more carefully, travelling less, wasting less and eating more local, which is also great news for the climate. Reducing food waste is the third most effective of Project Drawdown's 80 strategies to reverse global warming. We'll give a link to the, the Project Drawdown webpage on food waste. Um, and if you're of that mind, you can look at their other web pages. They've got a great resource there. But over 30% of all food produced is wasted, and collectively it causes around about 11% of all greenhouse gas emissions. Now, that is worth commenting that that 30% wastage um, occurs at quite different stages of the of the supply chain, depending on where you are. For example, in tropical countries in the developing world, the the issue it tends to be how to preserve and store the food once it's harvested to prevent it rotting or decaying or being eaten by pests and so on. Whereas in the developed world, the problem seems to be far more fussy. It's about the amount we throw away because we're selecting stuff that is export grade or supermarket grade or whatever, and it's incredible how much gets thrown away. So different problems there. And then, of course, it comes on to our own little mindset about how much we buy and how much, how good we are at, at using leftovers or how much we throw away and so on. Anyway, so reducing food waste is a very big deal. A little quote, or a big quote if you want to see it, from Sam McGlennon, a climate risk advisor, and he's saying about COVID-19, this may be our last real chance for boldness and blue sky thinking before our climate fate is sealed. He was right in an article in Newsroom. We will put a link to that on the webpage as well. It was that My summary was brilliant. Read it. Even if it feels a little bit um, old news now, it's well worth revisiting. And now I'm going to give you the next heading and I'm going to try and read the emphasis that I've got in it. I don't know how it'll come across. Have you wondered how the COVID crisis and the climate crisis compare? Without detracting from the massive impact and suffering brought by COVID-19, the likely 6% emissions drop 
due to the global shutdown, and there's a link there, the 6% emissions drop due to the global shutdown gives a feel for the 7% year-on-year for a decade decarbonisation we need and our carbon, our Zero Carbon Act targets to have a chance of a livable society. That should be motivation enough to get stuck in and implement a plan change rather than wait for a COVID-like hit between the eyes every year. Now that might be a little bit hard to take on board, but the history of that is, and there's a diagram in the hard copy of Climate Matters, is that the IPCC 2018 special report, which is a milestone report in the history of the IPCC documents, flagged that to keep global warming within 1.5 degrees, we basically, between 2020 and 2030, had to halve our emissions. And that equated to about, I think, a 7.6% drop in emissions every year. So that bit that was just referencing the rate of drop is saying that's of the same order that dropped when we were we had the COVID pandemic, the, the height of it. Uh, and so that gives a feeling for the reduced activity that's needed and we have to get our heads around that. Uh, I think the lesson since then, unfortunately, is that we haven't got our heads around that. We're back into business as usual. I think our business and government leaders really don't know how to make the change or don't want to make the changes that needed. And that perhaps segues us through into the next item, which is we don't need the economy to grow. We need it to grow up. Not specifically a COVID matter, but it's still related to it. The biggest danger of coronavirus recovery is if we strive for a business-as-usual response driven by an outdated obsession with GDP growth that's decades past its use-by date. So that's the theme of it. We will comment a little bit about whether that's happened or not. And there's a link to an article that I wrote for Pure Advantage, the Green Business Organization, called Rethinking Growth. And then uh, carrying on with the article, lockdown has seen Kiwi ingenuity step right up And now it needs to shine as never before to find appealing ways to drive or drive less. For example, a four-day week or holidaying locally. We need to build differently, smaller, with more timber, less steel, less concrete. We could work from home more. Now that is a change that has happened better than we thought. We need to get off fossil fuels. We need to throw less away. If we want a better future, wrote Rod Orham, the business commentator recently, we'll have to fight for it. Hope is not a strategy, he said. That's a good one-liner. Hope is not a strategy. And we'll also put a link to that newsroom article on the Fresh FM webpage. So the sad truth of that is that since then, we have our business-as-usual recovery, if you can call it that, has seen emissions soar again. We our, our building industry has been so busy that the Building Research Association has estimated that between 20 and 22, we have used up nearly all the carbon budget that might have been available for construction right through to 2030 or beyond. So we're obviously not getting it right. Nelson's The Nelson-Tasman region's 
future development strategy, which came out during the year, is another classic case of people not knowing how to do things differently and so carrying on doing the same damaging things as before, even though there were some good things in the strategy. Finally, and this is me trying to describe two graphs that I won't be able to do that well over the radio, COVID-19 and climate, the same, only different. Both are controlling a runaway existential threat. And in there, I had posted two graphs. One was the, a graph of the global temperature modeling, according to the IPCC, and showing how it was going up inexorably and how they had strategies, like I was just mentioning, to reduce it. And then another model from Tipunaha Matatini was modeling COVID-19 and showing how it might climb up and how we had to pull, the, pull it down by the various measures that we all now are pretty familiar with, you know, locking down and self-isolating and wearing masks and vaccination and so on. So that's probably the best I can do, except they are the same, only different. The COVID one is working, and so far the climate one is not working. So now it's time to go to the hotter tip for a cooler planet, and, and that is very focused on the COVID lockdown. Resolve not to waste the astonishing gift of COVID-19, the miraculous chance to take stock, reset our personal compass, and steer more towards nature and community and less towards consumption and waste. And at a time when everybody's probably just thinking of their New Year's resolutions, that's perhaps a, not a bad note to finish on and thinking hopefully some of those things manifest in your New Year's resolution. And if you're worried about making the resolution stick, do have a read of the book I mentioned, I think, last week or the week before by Carolyn Arnold called Small Move, Big Change. It's a very, very good read on the area of making change and getting habits to stick. Okay, on that note, I'm going to sign off. This is Lindsay Wood wishing you well. I hope I enjoy your company again next week. And in the meantime, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.